This is uh, Born for Penguins. Shit, we got it in in the first minute. We got right into it. Yeah. Um, welcome to our podcast. This is episode... Oh man, it's going to keep you behind. I think this is episode 10. You're making us look like we don't know what we're doing. Well, we, yeah, we don't. We have a bunch of notes. That's true. They're on the back of a Geico bill. Yeah, I mean, you got to use what's around you. That's going to be part of the... Resourcefulness. Of Resourcefulness is part of the, what we're going to talk about today. I'm yeah. Brian. Hi, uh, Brian. Hi. I'm a coach, and... A specifically a coach, uh, weightlifting and athletic performance, and kind of where those two things marry up. Um, the sport I, the sport I coach specifically is football, um, but coach athletes in all sorts of other, all sports, all sports. Okay, so you coach athletes to become better at all sports, especially football, and then you coach them in football. And then I coach them in the football. I'm the offensive line coach. But I, sometimes you just coach them to become better at better at lifting things. That's accurate. Yeah. Um, and sometimes golfing things. Sometimes golfing. I yeah. I even have like a certification of that, which is kind of funny. Shit. For why? Um, it was fun to, to learn train about. golfers. Yeah, it was fun to learn about. Uh, okay. And then, in addition to the things that I just kind of made it through, thank you for helping <laughs> me get there. Uh, I like. I'm pretty into going outside. Uh, t- as of today, into. Uh, building a garden yeah t- like a lot of gardens like a lot of gardens yeah uh you know not too far off from that i like trees a lot trees are pretty cool i like mm-hmm. nature i like animals with their big or small or whatever or medium-sized stupid faces stupid faces and apparently i'm really into sea turtles big sea turtles they're fucking cool i don't know how small they are we're gonna hang out with so many sea turtles and we're about to talk about that cool oh um I'm Holly. Uh, I am a coach and trainer at the Resilient Strength, the gym that I own in Oakland. Um, I also own a company called FitQuick, which is a protein baking mix company. You're always going to be stoked. You're always going to be stoked. So stoked. Um, So uh, those are the work-like things that I do. I I feel like sometimes I just want to say like I'm I'm an entrepreneur, but Mm -hmm. like always feels so awkward to say. I'm not sure why. That is. Yeah, I think it's. Are you just punk rock background? Right. It's like inherently it seems like presumptuous or something. Like Totally. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um uh, I really, really, really like gardening. Uh for reference, we are above the resilient strength right now, which is where we live. Um, on the roof outside of our apartment we have a fairly significant garden. Um, last year I got corn and wheat out of it, not terribly successfully, hopefully better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a bunch of gardens down that uh, flank the courtyard um, that comes off of the gym. So there are people who listen to this who do not train here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I figured I'd give you kind of an image of that. Just go onto Google Maps and look at the aerial view of this place. Fuck, that's awkward. They probably could just do that. <sighs> That's scary, but... Okay, well, uh, have fun looking at my gardens on Google Earth, I suppose. I spend a lot of time out there wearing very little clothes, and now I'm suddenly very concerned. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I mean, it's okay. It's not, like, an inappropriate amount of clothes. It's just not a lot of clothes. Uh, I just wonder if there's, like, a bikini-clad version of me on Google Earth. I assume that there's... Never mind. I'm not going to... What? (laughs) What? There's, it seems unlikely there's a bikini-clad version of me, which is where I was going with that sentence, but... You don't often wear bikinis. I'm... I've, you would look quite good in one, though. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, maybe just the bottoms. I was like, yeah. I really think you need the top. I don't... I, I feel like it would just, like... It would cause a disaster. It would draw attention to the chest hair situation <laughs> in a not, uh, not a great way. That is not what I thought about at all. Odd, okay. Not even kind of. I mostly was just like, it would be awkward because you wouldn't fill out the little cuppies, so you should just skip the top. Well, I can fill out the cuppies. <laughs> you don't have titties. Padding, uh... I mean, okay, there's all Oreos. sorts of... In the- <laughs> Jelly bellies. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You only want to wear a bikini because there's a place for snackies. <laughs> A utility bikini. <laughs> this is 
is like a utility kilt, only weirder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that could happen. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, kind of vacation as we do it. Yeah. And um, most people go on vacation and they want to just like do nothing, or I think a lot of people do. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say most. Uh, for me, I want to go on adventures and I want to explore new places. I figure if I'm going to relax, I can relax at home. I say that I don't actually do that. Um, but I'm definitely not going to go to a resort and chill out. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, there is an alternative. And the alternative is like a fitness adventure vacation, which is what we do. Um, so it's definitely what we did in uh, Honduras. We spent almost the entire time literally actively in the water. Yeah. Either in the water or on a boat searching in the water. Right. Um, and I really like training so that you can go do other rad shit. Um, our Sundays are also very, very active. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about how you can plan that, um, what you can do to make that really fun. Um, I cannot stress enough. I'm going to stress this a bunch of times. Eat enough. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also how to find gyms and train while you're on vacation in like fun ways. Not like, oh man, I gotta go get it in at 24 hour fitness at 6 a.m., but like right. how to drop into gyms and find gyms that are like rad spots and like have new experiences with new people. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, uh, we should just decided to talk about like how you can um, fit adventure into vacation or build vacations around adventure. Right. Um, or, you know, kind of like, I think it's one of those ones that kind of pick your level. Right. right? Like choose your own level of spiciness. Totally. Um, but like, what are some of the some of the things that allow you to do that that make that make it um, I don't want to say less unpleasant that would indicate that like it's inherently awful but like how to make it relaxation in motion yeah oh do you have like, that right? yeah yeah like a, a recharge right yeah. like there's a difference between recharge and doing nothing right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and sometimes you just gotta lay on the beach and read a book for a week that's fucking fine right but that's not what we're talking about here totally. um and also for reference in um this year we went to uh honduras we went to roatan and utila which we um if you're new here talk about in the free diving episode mm -hmm. um the next one on the horizon is yellowstone yeah. Um, pretty quickly after that, we're going to do a Pacific Northwest trip, yeah. um, which should be fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a big chunk. We live in Northern California. We are going to spend a lot of that time backpacking basically until we get blocked out by fire. Right. Um, we're in a significant drought, so that'll probably happen pretty quickly. Uh, and then we are going to move into Hawaii, which is at the end of December. And then on the far horizon, we have... <laughs> The craziest shit I've ever thought about. Uh, free diving with orcas in the winter in Norway. Um, so yeah. that is that's on the horizon, but that's a that's like a two year out because we're going with my brother and my sister in law who are gonna have a baby. Woo! Yeah. Um, so we got to time it out pretty far. Also, we got to become better at free diving. I just assume that somehow, like, I, I'm gonna be okay with being really really cold by then. No, you basically wear like a full wool outfit and like parka and shit, yeah, you and then say you put that. a dry suit over it. No, there's no fucking way you could do it. Like this you water will, will kill you. But like, like you cannot be cold, you cannot be wet. Right. Like I understand that. I still think like you, you said that a couple of times. I still think it's gonna be cold as shit. Have any idea how many uh, weights we're gonna have to put on us to like not float in this situation? Yeah, it's gonna be insanity. Um. But anyway, so that's the furthest one on the yeah. horizon. So we're. We're really not going to talk about that one basically at all, but I just wanted to give like a kind of step-by-step -step of what we are planning in terms of like our vacation and leisure time right. um, this year. And a little bit beyond. And, and like, a little bit beyond. Just like a, a sense of um, what like, what possible scenarios this could all, what we're talking about might fit into. or. Oh yeah, and I just found that place that we can free dive with possibly sperm whales off the coast of Portugal. So we're probably going to do that in between too. Yeah, the Azores? 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 I don't know. Um, okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about um, plans and anchors. Yeah. You want to launch off there? For sure. I mean, so I think one of the, you know, the big, um, you know, and like plans, anchors, and kind of like expectations and, and flexibility, right? Okay. Like, um, I think... Because this is a thing that we do often, right? We'll like put a plan into action, but not make it rigid. Yeah, and I think like that's, that's crucial to like... Um, getting to have adventure and um, and getting to have like 
a, a physical, be it training or just a physical activity um, while you're away from home. Right. I think it's important um, to have an anchor, right? To have like a, a plan. Because, uh, at least in my experience, if it without a plan, it, it just, just does not happen. Right? No. Like, it's just like no you've got to have some path forward. Right. You can't just sort of be wandering around. Right. And if you are wandering around, you generally miss the cool shit. Right. Yeah. Right. And like that's a bummer. So you want to have a plan, but you don't want that plan to be so rigid that it bums you out if anything happens or changes. Right. And like notably, you might make a bunch of plans and have like your future self having the most energy and the most excitement ever. And you might get to it and be like, yo, I can do two out of these four plans today. Like, I don't feel like charging it as hard as I thought I did. Yeah. And I think it's just like coming in with that, that, um, that like uh, acceptance, right? That, and that kind of, um, that kind of, I mean, I can't think of another word other than flexibility. That kind of right. ability to, to roll with the punches. Um, but the, enough of a framework, I think right. it's kind of like, I think of like a, a scaffolding that's not really filtered all the way. It's like you have an idea of of what things you want to hit and things you want to be doing. But if you know, like I think a good example was we were in, we went to uh, Brooklyn for like the sh- Brooklyn's a great example for like about time. thirty hours. Yeah, yeah it was nice. pretty literally. Yeah, like um, double red eyes, just charging it the whole time. Yeah, just like getting it out. Um, and like. You know, we had a couple gyms that we got in touch with. Right. And like, that we were excited about. Yeah, like really, really stoked on. And wanted to go to. And that would have been great. Okay, and so let's go through them. We had one that had a competition that day, and so we couldn't go. Right. We had another that had a competition and invited us to their other location that we right. actually ended up going to. Right, we ended up going to. Um, we had uh, one that we wanted to go to, and then we showed up, and it was going to be 70 bucks, 60 bucks? 60 bucks. 60 bucks. And, like, go hang out in the corner while class is going on and wear a mask, like... In close proximity to lots of so people. So lots of people. It, it in, was, like, a very small, pretty hot space. Yeah, it was, like, not... And then we were like, uh, nah. It was just kind of aggressively not welcoming. And yeah. like, I think that's a good example of, like, we could do this. We could just go, this was our plan, and we're going we're gonna to do it. Right. And it would have been probably... Okay. And we had planned, we had this whole plan, right? We're going to take a lift and then we're going to walk around Brooklyn. So we saw Brooklyn and that fucking did not work out because the gyms didn't end up working out the way that it ended up, um, that we had planned. Right. And so we ended up getting scooters, which which was so fun. And we saw a ton of Brooklyn and that was not in our plan at all. And we ended up going all the way across Brooklyn because we had to because of $60 gym and ending up at a really cool underground gym. Yeah. It was like rad and there were like nobody there yeah which yeah like which and we were really near uh like right next to champs right next to champs we were on we ate like have we even talked about like we ate some of the best burgers in our life that i mean why wasn't that our choices in one rep snacks jesus fucking christ can we just take a second to talk about champs pancakes it's it's literally one of the best things (laughs) it was was just it was a sin rule so by the time you hear this i will have uh this will be a couple posts ago, but if you can go back on my Instagram, I have, like, a luxuriously long description of these pancakes because, like, I've got, like, a deep... Lo- like, these uh, these pancakes are challenging my love for you. Brutal. <laughs> it's kind of hot. Don't, I mean, don't say about mac and cheese either, though. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. That was kind of my... Also, the proteins were pretty fucking fantastic. Their bacon was, like, on point. It was, like, the best. It was really... It was everything I Okay, anyways, anyway, so, so our anchors were, we wanted to train, Yeah. Um, we wanted to train somewhere that felt cool to us, Yeah. Uh, we wanted to eat at Champs, Yeah. Uh, we wanted to eat at the um, all-vegan French patisserie, uh, La Petite Monstère, thank you for saying that, mm-hmm. you speak French, that's great, that's very yeah. convenient. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. Um, I, kind of I mean, I say, I don't have any French. La Petite Monster. There Wait, we go. Did I do it? America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah, France. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and walk around Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. So uh, so we got all of those in, but not in the order that we intended on, not on the timeline we intended on. No. And uh, and there were some hitches along the way, but we still ended up getting it in, and it still ended up being fun, even though it wasn't what our plans. Yeah. So that's what you mean by plans and anchors. Yeah, it's like anchors, and then okay, shit. Like we're gonna we're gonna pull that one. We're gonna we're gonna put in this new anchor. Like, but we knew it's like. 
you know, we want to go to this other place, so right. we can kind of figure it out from there. And and, and I think like just having that, um, you know, even like having an anchor of of we're gonna train at this place, even if it doesn't work out, then you're like more likely to find another place. Like exactly, if we hadn't have been like if we hadn't had planned to train at uh, a specific place, right? It might have been like at some point on like a plan is vague like on some point on Saturday we like to train for me at least usually that plan is like getting thrown out the window if I'm not if there's other variables in the mix right exactly if it is ambiguous it's not an anchor right and this becomes even more important if what you're doing is a natural thing um outside right totally. because weather is highly variable and so are conditions generally and so you've got to be able to roll with the punches and I think like that's one of the main, like, the, when you hear about people getting themselves, into, and I definitely have done this, like, getting yourself in kind of gnarly situations, it's when you, uh, it's, it's, like, oftentimes outdoors and having, um, having not, uh, having not enough flexibility or not enough anchor, like, in the sense of we're going to get up at some point and, you know, we're going to try to, like, climb this, uh, you know, climb this Travis Trail or Travis Peak. Right. I can think of like one example in particular that ends with like I'll just jump to the ending. Ends with like trying to come down a trail, hella late at night, super dark, and no headlamps. Right. Oh, you told me about that. It was like a thirteen-hour fucking hike or something. It some was shit. a disaster. And like that was with your brother. Um. Oh well, shit! I guess it happened twice. There's one I'm thinking of is not that one. Okay. My, okay. Okay. My brother was like, "Oh god, I was like, we got lost in walking calls Falls Park forever." That's. I can't really identify. I was pretty young. I can't remember why that happened. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think we just went wherever we went. Anyways, anyways, um, anyways. But like, you know, having a lack of an anchor and then being like, oh, the circumstances aren't ideal. We've kind of gotten here too late. Right. But being like, well, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. Right. It can kind of get you into like gnarly, situa like gnarly situations. Okay, okay. I see your point. I see your point. But at the same time, sometimes you got to be flexible and just do it. Right. Like when we got to a trailhead and somebody forgot their shoes. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was you. But Fo you charged it in flip-flops? Flip-flops shoes. We had a kick-ass day. <laughs> it was a great day. We did, like, 15 miles. That is accurate. You had flip-flops on. Yeah. I did not have flip-flops on, so I don't want to say we had flip-flops on. Um, okay, so I think, like, a huge part of um, adventure, kind of, like, bigger adventures that aren't like, oh, I'm going to go on a two-mile hike um, that's, like, in a park nearby, but, like, an actual adventure is food. Yeah. So, like, I think think and like in large part um when i was growing up my parents would want to find food where we were and so we didn't have a, a lot of money so we would do something like eat a shit ton of mcdonald's on our way to go do something and mm -hmm. then not eat for like seven eight hours just be starving mm -hmm. and that's a good way to fight with people yeah it's a good way to um i mean i was pretty diabetic little chunky kid when i was when i was younger and so i passed out a couple of times mm -hmm. um my I'm making my parents sound super irresponsible. That's not the case at all. I just think sacks are important. Yeah. Um, but like uh, having food with you and having food constantly available that's going to keep you going is really important, totally. right? So you can totally dick around with some fuck like bullshit food, right? Uh, you can totally bring cookies, you know, bring bring candy, bring bullshit. Like right. when you're on a fun out adventure on vacation, like have fun with it. Right. But make sure that you also bring you know, apples, nut butter, you know, yeah. whatever else. In Honduras, we lived a lot of our life on bagels, jam, nut butter, and granola, and bananas. That is that was currently like, how I live my life as oh. well. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we were like, eating, like, a lot of them, a right? A lot, like, multiple times a day. Um, so, like, the first thing for, like, people who are stressed about weight things, um, I'm about 5'2", about 120, and when we were in Honduras, I was probably housing close to 5 or 6K a day. Because I was eating, like, yeah, three bagels, lots of fruit. We had big dinners every night. Yeah. Um, we were snacking pretty much constantly. We were yeah, eating we at least two or three ba builder bars a day. Yeah. We had primal strips all the time. Yeah. So, like, I'm a little-ass person, and I was eating a lot of food. And the reason that I, that I did that is because to charge it and to keep charging it, you need to give your body fuel. Mm -hmm. And so what I see people do is either fuck up by eating a, like a big breakfast and hoping that's going to get them through and not planning and bringing food and mm -hmm. hoping that they can find more when they're there, which ends up being fighting with the people around you, being kind of a dick because you're hangry, being angry at the world because you can't find the food you want, mm 
or just having to go hungry or cutting adventures short because you can't fuel yourself, um, which is something that I have done. I did Chichen Itza in Mexico. I thought it was going to be small. I got a bagel split between me and somebody else. And then at halfway through by noon, I was like, this isn't fun. I don't fucking care. I need to eat. Yeah. And I didn't see all of Chichen Itza because of it. Right. So like you can fuck up by not having food with you. Yeah. I think it was like this expert. It's like, it's easy to get into that planning mode. Like, where uh like just assume that you're the hungriest version of yourself ever ever is gonna all go the time. is gonna go i mean that's um i mean f- for me personally that's generally good advice um yeah but like but no i mean like i'm kind of joking but i'll joke aside like just bring more like it comes down to i think accepting um that, that there's going to be unknown unknowns right like right you're going into an unknown scenario um there are a lot of unknowns um and so like kind of expect to have some some curveballs some 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 change some changes thrown at you expect some things to, to not be what you yeah, expected but just bring the things that you need along with you right like you and i travel with a literal bag of snacks everywhere we go yeah just like it's control the controllables right like, control the controllables and like here's sort of my vibe on it like i am charging it i'm having a kick-ass time it's four o'clock i'm hungry i have two choices I have uh, snacks and healthy options that I brought with me. I can keep charging it until the sun goes down. Right. Or now I have to stop and go find food wherever the fuck I am, right. which might be, you know, the island of Utila, where like hella shit isn't open. Right. It's not in a language that I understand. I don't know where things are. I have to pay a tuk tuk to drive me around. Right. Like, that's a really annoying and stressful circumstance that you're now hungry and going into. Wait. You can just avoid that by having the food with you that you want, and then, sorry, can I keep going, or do you yeah. want to say something? No, um, And then next, I, I want to touch on um, a crucial point that I didn't figure out until like fairly late, late into my adulthood. Um, rent a place with a kitchen. Rent a place with a kitchen, and then when you get to where you're going, go to a store and get supplies. Get supplies that feel good and healthy to you, so that you're not bloated, you don't have digestive issues, and you're not eating like rich bullshit food that costs you like $75 a day because breakfast, lunch, dinner, and like finding a random place when you're hungry, that shit adds up. Totally. So like now you can eat breakfast at home that feels good to you is definitely going to fuel you. That also means that you're not wasting time finding breakfast. And you can bring lunch with you or maybe you can find lunch and then eat dinner at home. You're spending less money and you feel better and you are saving time. Yeah. I mean, I think it fits into like this general thing of like, if, if you want to build in, um, you know, it's like, oh, how would I have time, right? Like, I'm on vacation to go work out or whatever. Like, right. I'm just, you know, I want to, like, I, or I just want to go relax. And, like, I think a lot of people, um, and I definitely had this experience, like, uh, at, like, where you go on vacation, you spend a bunch of your time doing things that you don't really want to do because... Well, they're logistical. Right. You spend a lot of time, like, you just, the scenario you just laid out, like, Figuring out where to eat, getting getting transportation there. Right. Um, oh, they don't have things that I feel good about, so I have to go to another place. Like, right. If you can just like have the the backup plans, if you have like your bases covered, and then it opens up like, oh, if you want to go eat a meal somewhere, and it's fun, and then it can right? Be fun it's not again. like oh fuck, I've got to find lunch. Right. It's like oh, I found this place with these really incredible empanadas. I'm really psyched to go there. Right. And then it's like it can fit into, you know, again, you can anchor around that. Exactly. And, like, it makes, it makes every, in my opinion, it makes everything more fun. Which is, by the way, exactly what we did in Manhattan, just to use that as an example, right? Like, we went to Whole Foods, and we found, like, green beans and, like, peanut noodles and, uh, like, vegan protein. Right. And that's what we ate at the hotel. Right. Because we knew that the next day we were going to go to Champs. And we were going to go to the right. patisserie. Like, right. we knew that we don't want to eat rich food the whole time. We right. know that we want to stay fueled. So we have snacks and we have food that's, like, healthy from a store. Normally, I would have some way to cook it. But as it turns out, the more you pay for luxury hotels, the less you get. They're, like, microwaves? Never heard of them. Never. Well, nope. they had one microwave that was, like, ten stories below us. And did not have options of toaster or refrigerator. Right. And you had to call them and ask for small bags of ice. And, like, and I was just like, man, if I had paid like a third of the price for this hotel, I'd have like a hot plate 
yeah. a fucking microwave and, a, and an ice machine down the hall. Right. I could go get a Dr. Pepper at any hour of the night. Yeah. I drop. guess if you opened the refrigerator, it would cost you 40 bucks or something. Yeah. It was like. And I'm like, okay, rich people just pay more from everything. Everything. I mean, I guess the. Staff was really nice, though. Yeah. It was fucking dystopian as shit, though. Yeah, that was weird. It was so weird. There was, was no really one weird there. Experience. Yeah, I mean, traveling during COVID is fucking strange. Yeah, I don't actually... Understand. Except in Honduras. That was a Where's very Omar? normal experience. Coming back from Honduras, we walked to the, uh, that airport, and I was like, oh, look, it's just a regular-ass airport. It's just an airport. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, so uh, find an Airbnb or somewhere that's going to give you a kitchen. Um, not a night hotel. Not a super luxury hotel, as it turns out. Um, the place we're staying at in Hawaii had uh, provides a hot plate. A lot of Airbnbs, you can ask for a hot plate, too. Um, yeah, so you can also make requests. Um, so find a place with a kitchen. It's super not that hard. Um, extended Stay Americas are also fucking the jam for that. Right. Um, when you get there, get go by the store, get food that you know is staple, that's going to make you feel good so that you can keep charging it. And when you eat, like, fancier, fun food, it's actually fun, and it's not just a necessity. Right. Um, and then you're not, like, going to the nice place and, like, trying to eat, like healthy. I don't know, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, if you've been eating rich food all the time, then you, like, end up getting, I've def, like, you Oh get my to god, the and then you're the trying to find it, and you're trying to, like, order weird shit. Anyways, um, yeah. so, fuck meals. Um, <laughs> yeah. In general, right? So, like, in adventure mode, for me, it's basically just caloric opportunities. Yeah, nutritional opportunities. Like, just these eat are, all the time, sort of. Right, like, I think one of the, you know, I think a lot of times, uh, like, uh, flying on a plane can yeah. be, like, Oh man, that's gonna be like. I'm either gonna have to eat the biscotti and uh, drink, you eat. know, orange juice, right? And like, and then, or order the meal, which right. is like not gonna be that good. It's like seventeen dollars and like not vegan and not good. Like, here's the thing. Um, yeah, you can totally bring food on an airplane. Totally. Oh my god. Totally. Not a problem. And we brought uh, chopped up mangoes and berries. Yeah. Uh, builder bars, uh, jerky. Yeah, uh... The Gardein Jerky. I, a, I, not to a, constantly reference my fucking Instagram, but I've made a big travel snacks post. Right. So you'll be able to find that, too. Just a big old bag of snacks. Big old bag like, of snacks. Big bag of snacks. Yep, yep, totally. Um, yeah. Um, this goes especially for, uh, for if you're traveling with family and you have uh, any dietary choices that are different from your family. So, like, one thing that I struggle with is, like, if... I'm hanging out with my family, and they want to go somewhere, and it's not terribly vegan-friendly. I just don't want to eat some, like, garbage that they have. I want to be able to, like, eat snacks and not be hungry. Yeah. Right? Like, sometimes you'll order whatever. We did that. Yeah. And that's fine. But, like, it doesn't have to be the best food every time. But if I go to a spot and I can't find food that feels good to me, I want to be able to not just be hungry for four hours. Right, exactly. And then it's, like, leads to all sorts of native externalities let's just say right by the way it's incredibly easy to travel vegan like that is not hard i don't want to give you the impression that that is challenging no, it's, it's actually, just annoying if other people around you won't accommodate you yeah but it's like actually like i mean it, i think it highlights that a, a small amount of planning um regardless of whatever is just going to make experiences better and it opens 100%. up opens up uh you know i think the the cool thing is what you get back is like People want to take vacation, like you know, it's like whatever the vacation time in America is on average, fucking disastrously low, right? right? So like, wouldn't you want to make the most of that time? Exactly. That and so like, if you're not going to to three different places and like eating meals out that are time expensive, expensive, exactly, and like, uh, just just inefficient, right? Like right. you can get some efficiency gains and like enjoy the things you have gone there to do more right and do more things i guess a fucking way also sometimes just the getting of food can be a fun opportunity for interesting experiences like when you uh land on a tiny tiny island and then you go to their grocery store and you find out that they are fully stocked with everything plant-based better than the stores in oakland and so as a result you buy them out of Gardein and you spend like 600 or 700 dollars on yeah. food, and they decide to send their entire staff to come help Become you. Become a local celebrity for like 20 <laughs> seconds. So like, in, in news today. We were so surrounded by people. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Like, there are a lot of boxes. I mean, it, what, it's like a 
deeply impoverished uh, island, and we just went and just threw a lot of money at their grocery store. Right. Like, but still, it was a hilarious experience, so I had to share it. Yeah. It was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of. Uh, we ate fucking good too. A lot of uh, chicken tenders. Yes, a lot of chicken tenders. We had a lot of beef tips. Uh, that beef tip spaghetti was really good. Anyway, I'm not gonna go on this. Uh, go down this too far. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it seems like you know, so so planning and flexibility go a long way. Planning and flexibility go a long way. And then the, I think the other cool thing is then, uh, like, if if you're coming with that mindset of like, uh, I I don't need to go somewhere that's like. Uh, that has all these things that's like like a, I have everything I need right like if you can if you can bring what you need and that's what's gonna make uh, the experience enjoyable and, and I don't want to say comfortable but like right. it's gonna make it like uh, fun it's more fun it's more fun and like you are you're uh, properly equipped right like right. I guess this is like our fucking Boy Scouts episode <laughs> where we're like better to have what you need like whatever um, yeah but at the same time I'm gonna jump off into travel light next right like so like yeah, recognizing what's what's bring what you need and only what you need. Exactly. Like and then it opens up a lot more uh, adventures that would like either be not possible because of time constraint or like you're not going to have enough time to do it all right. or you're not going to be able to go to that place cuz it be it's it's remote or how do I get there or how do I right. get a hotel? It's like Right, right, right. It's just it opens up doors. I mean, just as an <laughs> Just as an example, we're going to Yellowstone for three days, correct? That's accurate, yeah. Yeah, three days. Inc- that includes the day that we fly in. And fly out. And fly out. It's a very, very short trip, right? right? Um, and we are going to ship ourselves camping gear so that we can stay in our car because it's too remote. There's nothing around there. Right. If we stay in a comfortable hotel and go and find food, we'll miss out on sunrise, sunset, which is the best time to see animals. And we'll miss out on a lot of the cool shit we want to do. Because yeah. we just don't have time. Yeah. Right? So, like, you have to ask yourself, like, would you rather be swimming with dolphins in Hawaii for two extra hours or finding food and possibly yelling at your spouse because you're both hungry? Right. Like, right? Just seems like a no-brainer, but, like... Right. Those are choices. Uh, right. And, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's just... It's cool. You get, you get to get into... Um, into, like deeper into wildernessy out of uh, I mean yeah, fuck I mean you get to get away from people more this <laughs> <laughs> is maybe gonna re- out myself as like hell mis- misanthropic but misanthropic like, I think and yeah 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 we're pretty misanthropic um so you uh you tapped me to talk about how to find things yeah do you wanna touch on that for sure like I mean one of the things I noticed is in terms of like finding um the the gym to the gym to lift at the um the trail the, right the, the trail that gets you to the place like in terms of like kind of s- mapping out those anchors i'll contrast it with like i i took a road trip when i was in my 20s through the south and the way that i uh found uh gyms and places to work out was mostly uh we just go to a gas station i would ask people um and normally i would ask like it would be like i would end up asking like three or four people and I would end up like usually working out at YMCA which was cool and weird um but um I think you have like a, a talent for finding a place that that's like that is gonna be a unique experience gonna be different and I just was wondering about if you want to talk about how you find that stuff fuck yeah okay so um so points of interest are what uh gyms food and trails sick yeah, okay like um so uh so gyms um, is almost entirely Instagram, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram's gonna come up a lot here because it has a lot of tools that are really easy to plug and play and see what things are doing. Especially right now, we're still in COVID. A lot of places are closed, a lot of places are locked down. And so like, I can go and look at what the lifters are doing at different gyms and mm. see what's going on there, right? right? Um, so I will, uh, I'll Google, usually I'll Google map an area around wherever we are. If we're staying in a hotel or a, like an urban like area, you want it to be close enough so that you could do things like um, train before food, train after food, train before you're meeting with family or whatever, right? Um, 
So like I'll look for where we're gonna be, and then I will find uh, something nearby there, and then I'll search it. Th whoever's tagging them on Instagram, gotcha. and then I can look what the lifters are doing there, right? right? And so I get a better idea of the culture, and I get a better idea of who I'm gonna meet there. One of the reasons I love dropping into gyms on vacation, this especially goes for international, um, but like just generally pre-COVID was I would drop into a CrossFit class or um, do like weightlifting in the back when a CrossFit class is happening. And then I'll intentionally try to push and like put myself where people are stretching and warming up or cooling down, right. um, especially cooling down because we just trained together that already bonded us. And now I can be like, hey, I'm actually from out of town. Like what cool shit do I need to see? I only have four more hours here today. Right. And like the other people there will totally give you tips. Right. And when you're traveling in like international areas, they give you really fucking cool tips. Right. right? Because like if you're in Chicago, they might give you something really neat. And if you're in uh, like uh, in Mexico, we got some really, really, really cool tips on like um, this one place that these fish hang out that's like under this weird dock near like a, a restaurant that you can go to and like it's really easy to snorkel like that kind of stuff people right. will give you that kind of stuff they'll give you like i mean it's just like you uh are behaving atypical of someone uh, of m most people they interact with right like who are i'm not trying else. to be a tourist right. right like i'm like hey you seem rad you do the shit that i do, do i also am fit and want to use that fitness to do cool things and see the cool right. things where do you go and where do you recommend doing that right um, if nothing else, you get to train and meet some people and have some cool conversations. Totally. Um, best case scenario, which is actually really likely, you'll get some cool um, advice on some ideas that you wouldn't know about because you're not a local. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, so that's gyms. That kind of cover it. Yeah. Um, food is like 100%. I'm just like lurking the shit out of food porn on Instagram, and then I. I will go back and I will look at the menu mm -hmm. and then I'll go to Google Maps and I'll find out where it is and if it's logical to go there then I'll go back to the menu and decide how dedicated I am to it. Okay. I got right? you. So there's like a there's the reflective process right. back and forth. Which also means it's way more efficient for me to get food. Right. Because totally. I know where I want to go. Mm -hmm. I know where it is. I've started on my Google Maps so when I get there I can just look for the stars. I usually add labels which people don't know about on Google Maps. Um, the uh, cinnamon roll pancakes mac and cheese look amazing here. Um, put that in your label. So then, also, if there's a choice and someone's like, oh, I don't want to go there, and you can be like, their cinnamon roll pancakes and their macaroni and cheese is fucking amazing, and that will sell people on it. Right. So you give yourself kind of like, um, you're paving the road in front of yourself to go on, and then you know what to order. You get there, you order, and you're way more efficient, which, in fact, with us in Brooklyn was really important because they were actually closed when we got there. Yeah, we kind and of brought that part up. And they ended up giving us the, well, they, we paid for it, but they ended up letting us order right. because we were like, oh, wait, I know what I want. Right, like, hey, we're ready to go. We came here to get these things, and they're like, okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's gyms and food. Yeah. Trails, um, First, Google map, look at where you are and where proximity is. I have screwed myself over getting too far ahead and finding trails I was really excited about. I did this in Denver, and then I found out that that trail was a seven and a half hour drive, mm -hmm. right? And then I was really excited about this trail that there's no chance I can go to. So start at Google Maps, see what areas are there. Then when you zoom in a little bit, it'll tell you different names of different areas and natural spaces. Right. And you can take that name and put it into All Trails. All Trails is an app that has uh, well, all the trails. Um, it actually doesn't have all the trails. It has a lot of trails. But it has a lot of trails. Yeah. Um, so you can go ahead and put that area into all trails, and it'll find what trails are around there, and it'll tell you the different difficulties. So if you're, like, fucking around with a 30 to, you know, 45-minute hike, you can choose an easy one with an easy amount of space. And then if you click on, I think it's about halfway down, um, it's the map. And when it opens up the map underneath it, it'll have a little uh, graph looking vibe. That is actually the amount of incline and decline right. that you'll experience on that hike. And so you can get a better idea of what you're getting into. Some two mile hikes are way harder than other two mile hikes, right? right. Um, and so you can choose according to that. It also will give you a set of pictures. If you're like, ooh, I'm trying to decide between these two trails, you can go ahead and take the trail or where that trail is going to and enter it into Google, or sorry, enter it into Instagram and find the Instagram location tag for that thing and look at what other people who went there. First, you can find out how many people to expect there. If there's like 
500 tags, you're probably gonna have the place to yourself. If there's like 500 million tags, which I've never seen that, that's crazy. Um, you're probably gonna go to a touristy place. You right. get a way better idea of what you're getting into. And you can also be like, oh, this place looks amazing. Or like, low key, this place doesn't actually look as tight as I thought it was. Right. I'm gonna actually go with this other trail. Um, so through that process, you can decide um, what works best for you and what time and space you have. So through this process, we were able to look at Yellowstone and find out that Yellowstone actually has almost no incline and decline. It's like okay. plains. It's flat as hell, yeah. right? And so as a result, we know we can cover a shitload of ground right. and we can plan to spend a lot more time doing that. Yeah. Does that kind of answer it? Yeah, yeah, it's, very, it's a very comprehensive answer. Um, I also want to throw it out here. If you have mm, a reasonably large following on Instagram and you find really cool natural spaces, consider, very counter to what I just said, consider tagging the trail or something ambiguous instead of tra ta tagging exactly where you are. This will allow other people to find out things for themselves. It will also mean that you're not creating an Instagram influencer zone that everybody just goes to, takes pictures of, leaves trash, and doesn't respect. Um, so if you have a large following, really, really consider that. Shots fired. Yeah. It's funny because what I just said was fuck me over right. in my finding of things. Right. Like, don't don't leave me, like, take away your breadcrumbs. Right, like, right. No. But, like, I, I low-key, I want yeah, that. No, like, I, I like having to work hard for it. Right. And, like, oh, 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 I forgot to say this. I'm going to say this. Um, Google Earth is a really, really useful tool in this. Um, I have found a lot of stuff by zooming in on Google and looking for trails and looking at what is around there. You can find ponds and different um, natural spaces through Google Earth and through Google Maps. Um, so I spent a lot of time on Google Maps. A lot of people are like, how did you find this place? How did you find these trails? How did you find this amazing place to take a picture? And I'm like, yeah. I spent a lot of time zooming in and out on Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, we have the, it's, I mean, why, like, we, we have the crazy technology to look at. Right. Like. And then you can take that little orange dude at the lower right hand corner, I think, and click and drag him so that you're looking at wherever you are. And a lot of times you can use that and see what you're actually getting into. Yeah, totally. If I had, yeah, if I would not have gotten lost when I was younger, if I had some clue of what I was looking for. Dramatically less. Dramatically less. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So that like, that covers a lot of it. Yeah, I think. I Does mean, that cover all of it? I don't really have a whole lot else. Like. Can we like back out of it with bullet points? Love backing out of it with bullet points. Okay, so uh, um, have everything that you need with you. Yeah. Um, eat food that you know is fairly familiar and fairly healthy. Uh -huh. um, and make sure you can cook and bring snacks. Yeah. Eat fucking constantly. When I'm eating like five or six K on adventure vacations, I still come back leaner. Don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. Um, give yourself the fuel to make experiences fucking roll. Um, Find things, narrow it down to the coolest things, anchor them, but still stay flexible. And uh, remember that your response to experiences is your experience. So if you decide that experience totally sucks, that was your experience, maybe that trail wasn't meant to be. And if you can't go to that trail because it's raining, whatever you end up doing could be really, really, really cool. So flexible with anchors, but control your experience as well. Um, and then, you know, I'm not going to bullet point all the stuff I said about finding trails. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, like, um, you know, allow enough, um, uh, allow enough, uh, enough structure that you can kind of play within that, right? Like, totally. Um, I mean, that's, I would say that my last point is make sure that the people you're with want to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Like, I've done, I've charged it really hard on adventure vacations and found out that the other people around me were, like, wanting to chill considerably more than me. Generally, everyone wants to chill more than me, right. so that's pretty true. But you and I happen to have found each other, and we want to charge basically as hard as we want. Right. Right? So, like, we're pretty clear on that. But, like, if you're planning all these trails and all these, like, waterfalls to hike up in Yosemite, and you're going with someone who's planning to read a book on the, like, deck of the lodge, that's not congruent at all right like and, and just like be clear about what uh expectations. what yeah I mean, expectations what uh, what's reasonable what's comfortable and totally. then again like you know it's just like 
you can come up with, with plans and like think you gotta just in that kind of flexibility thing if someone's like hey you know um I thought I wanted to go on, you know, three out of the four right. th things today. I'm really, I'm at two, I'm on the limit. It's cool. Right. Like, it's just like, it's not anyone, not, no one's trying to hurt anyone's feelings. No, no, like, no, no. You're like, as long as you're clear about that kind of stuff up front. Totally. It's like, I, I just think of kind of overarching, it's all these things of like, um, in, uh, in the unknown and unfamiliar, and especially when you're like trying to put, right, like you're going into something that's, that's not your daily routine. Right. And you are uh, trying to have um, training and, uh, things that are physically challenging, right? Yeah. That, that you're intentionally seeking out. Oh, right? bring lifting gear. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, as much as you can control and bring uh, with you the thing that you uh, create, uh, as much. Uh, Prepare as much as you can. Yeah. Bring as much that's like going to make you feel uh, uh, familiar and like reduce your stress level. Right. Like, if bringing lifting shoes is really, really important to you. Right. Um, you know, like I think it took up probably a total of at least 25% of my total bag space were my lifters. Right. Right. Like, because that was important to me. Right. Like it mattered to me. It would matter how I lifted when we went, right. I've gone on other, like probably going to Yosemite. I'm not going to throw my lifters. Right. Because, like having my heels elevated to squat while looking at, uh, bison is not like a high priority. Okay. Yeah. But like, but when we went to, when we went to Roatan, we, or when we went to Honduras, we had planned to train. We did, in fact, train at the two gyms. True. Right? But we didn't bring any of our lifting things because we don't check bags. Right. And, right? like... Like, I brought straps and I brought chalk. Right. And I was like... Because that's the stuff that's really important to me. Like, lifters, fucking great. Right. But it takes up too much space. Right. It's like... It's just, it, you know, that kind of like that checking in and being honest about, like, what's important. Uh, what are your, where are your limits at this time? It's like... Right. Uh, it was a higher priority to have, like... 40 builder bars along the bottom of my bag. Oh my god, but we had no intention. Well, we had no idea that we would get there and they would be fully stocked with Gardein and fucking spray whip Which and shit, right? But like... Makes um, it a joyous excitement right. instead of like a... Oh, you know, like, and we did end up eating all of our fucking builder bars. Yeah. We came home with what, fucking two primal strips or something? I think it was maybe a touch more than two, but it was not that many. It was only primal strips. Was, yeah, it was only it was only primal strips. Um, I also always carry my pre-workout. I keep my pre-workout and my lifters usually. So, like, I'll carry those little fruits. Oh, shit, yeah, The yeah. little, like, date balls that are filled with peanut butter and jelly. Right. And I'll just carry, like, a pack of those so that, like, if a gym opportunity pops up, I have carbs. Yeah. I always, I did the thing where I thought that pre-workout, I was like, you got, like, C4 in there? No. I don't know why you want to Assault. Um, okay. Dark energy. <laughs> They're also aggressive. I know, why? Like, one of those is literally an explosive. Right. Right. Um, anyway. Okay, so one rep snacks. One rep snacks. Sick. Um, I'm going to go with 360 gourmet burritos. Which is fucking good. 360 degree gourmet burritos. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's fucking good. So it's a local burrito chain. Yeah. It's like, and they have burritos. If you come to the gym, it's about four minutes away. Not right on the other side of the Posey too. Yeah, like, and you know, it's like, uh... They got burritos with Tofu? rice, rice. I'm like rice and beans. Rice and beans, guacamole. It's like there's not like. Damn, I want 360 fucking <sighs> burrito right now. It's one of those things where it's like when someone does like, um, there's this uh, God, there's this strange Japanese movie that my brother made me watch when I was younger about like the perfect uh, ramen. Okay. And like, you know, it was like a, basically like a like a samurai journey of like you have to go and beat these different uh, bosses. But, like, the bosses were, like, the elements of ramen that make it perfect, right? And, like, I, I come back to this, like, when you, you get, to me, like, the places that are really good, it's not like, oh, they had this crazy seven different fusions of ingredients. Just simple and done perfectly. It's simple and done perfectly. And okay. this, you know, seemed like like a, a local chain place that just was doing things well. Like, and had a really nice dude who was checking us out. Yeah. Good customer service. Hard to find, come by these days. Fucking hard to find. And, yeah. And then, they, yeah, like, the tofu was good. Um, and then like, yeah, just saw it, you know, like good right. guacamole, like right. fucking, not that it's like, um, it's not earth shattering, right? but when you get things that are just done right, it's like, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so mine is, uh, 
uh, it's like a it's like a slash, right? It's a vegan donut gelato, which is what we had this morning. Um, maple old fashioned and apple fritter. And um, this is a place that is right down the street. They are vegan donut and gelato. I have never gotten gelato from them. I've never had the desire for gelato for them. Um, but their donuts are fucking amazing. Um, if they did something like a ice cream sandwich with a donut, like there's a place, uh, my homie in uh, Portland does like hot pressed donut sandwiches with gelato in them. Jeez. I'll fuck that up, right? Yeah. But like, if you're just like, you want some ice cream with your donut? I'm like, no, I don't really, it seems superfluous. No, um, I... But anyway, super nice, uh, owned by the dude Mr. V, um, and really, really close to the gym. Fucking quality. Like, top three best donuts on the West Coast, for sure. Now, ate them this morning. Yeah, yeah, we ate them this morning. Yeah. Um, that was our pre-workout. Yeah, that's true. It was our planties and pre-workout. Correct. <laughs> Um, media. Media? Media Corner. Uh, I'm just going to keep calling it Media Corner until you come up with a cuter name. Yeah, I'm mean, I kind of dig on Media Corner. Um, okay. But that's not to, you know, shirk my duties as a, as a namer of things. Um, I want to talk about my Bam Bam, my brother, my brother, and me. Okay. Um, which is a podcast that uh, you turned me on to. That I, uh, I mean, I used to have a fan cast about it. Right. And, yeah, I guess there's, like, some layers of meta to this, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just I never, uh, never. I would feel I'd feel remiss if I like uh, had a podcast for a, a period of time with a media corner. I didn't mention it because it's just like such a. It's so fucking good. It's so good, and like, you know, so it's you know a, po- a it's a podcast where uh, it's a advice show for the modern era. Uh, Right, where uh, you know three brothers answer questions like from Yahoo Yahoo Answers, right? Right. Um, but basically, they just ha- goof around with each other, and, and it's just like good, clean, fun. Right, like they're just nice humans, and like and they're on they're, episode like six hundred now. Yeah, and just enjoy being like it's clear how much they enjoy being around each other. Yeah. Um. So like, you could get it. Like, the other thing I like listening to is like how um, AI and androids are definitely going to take over. And ruin humanity. So, like, you sometimes need something to balance that out. Yeah. And bam, bam, it's like sweet spot of that for me. Okay, so we have the situation where we have a very old dog. She likes to lick the pillows. It's a fucking nightmare. And I don't know why she won't stop doing it. There's no food in there. But I just got very distracted by the licking of the pillows. Do you want to bring it on back to the media corner over here? Come hang out with me in the media corner? <laughs> Okay, so the weirdest thing I learned this week okay. is, like, one of my favorite podcasts in general. Um, it is basically the things that didn't end up in the magazine Popular Science. <laughs> um, and they just sort of, like, riff on it. So it's always three people, and they each bring um, something that they learned recently that is, like, really, really weird. And they sort of, like, talk you through it. And then at the end of it, they're like, okay, what's the weirdest thing that we learned this week? And um, Brian certainly knows that uh, it's a common thing to come home from work, and I'm like, did you know that nothing was taller than, like, 50 feet until the Ferris wheel was created, and then it was 260 feet, and it was, like, really significant? And whatever happened to the World's Fair? Yeah, you'll be like... Or just, like, random fucking facts, because it's so interesting. Like, there's a period of time where I'd be like, where the fuck are you getting this from? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a weirdest... The weirdest thing, like, it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, I'm aware of that. Where did you... (laughs) It's like a who's on first situation. Anyway. Yeah, no, but exactly. Um, So, uh, the weirdest thing I learned this week, which I actually think I've referenced before on this podcast. Yeah, the last one. Uh, Talk to masculinity to ruin the party again. Yeah. No, that's from... That's from... uh, I think it was further back. I think it was like episode three or four. That's from uh, Making the Murder... Oh, yeah, yeah, My Favorite Murder. My Favorite Murder. I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Okay. Um, I'm also a huge true crime fan, and not just because of My Favorite Murder. Um, do you got a favorite lifter this week? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, this week, I'm going to, you know, I feel like I've been, been doing a lot of... Uh, Your athletes? My athletes. And Sick. People around. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to go okay. to uh, someone I absolutely do not know, Tian Tao. Um, It'd be fucking wild if you were like my homie, Tian Tao. It'd be tight if I'm like, yeah, Tian? I just call him Tian. Yeah. The, I, just right. call him I just call him T. I just call him T. T. Yeah, um, definitely don't know him, but uh, he's been a, a lifter that 
I mean, no shock, he's, you know, one of the best in the world right. at the sport of weightlifting. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've been having um, kind of a, a through line of conversation about, like, and, and maybe teaser this might lead into some other episode, but, like, how you how video and how you watch video can inform training. Yeah, I've been having some really good conversations about that lately. Yeah, and I was just, so I've been thinking about that, and, like, you know, it, it's slightly changed, you know, it changes the eye, right? Like, right. the way I watch video of my athletes is one way. The way I watch video of, of you know, someone at the top of the, uh, you know, someone that's, that's, you know, probably going to win some Olympic golds right. is a different way. Like, there's, um, but, like, realizing, like, okay, there are still, like, if I don't just look at, like, holy cow, it's a lot of, like, that's, like, a perfect lifter. Right. And, like, the kind of aesthetic perfection. Right? If you look at, like, really start to look at, at detail on it um, or, or watch, you know, other levels of lifters, I think you can see a lot in there. And so, like, I was working on, um, I was looking at, like, at how he cleans specifically. Okay. Because I think he has the the most efficient clean um, of anyone. Okay. Like, there might be, I might be wrong on that. That's, I fully admit that I might be. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, really, 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 really efficient. Um, it's like what jumps out, where it's like, yeah, the clean's not just a joke. It's, like, not even an issue. Right. Um, and I was like, applying that to uh, to coaching and then to my own lifting. Right. And, like, seeing, like, oh, like, you know, um, a lot of, like, pulling the bar and letting it crash. Um, so just, like, yeah, but you straight fixed that shit today. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, but just, like, I think it's cool that you can, you know, you can look at someone who's, um, you can look at different lifters um, who are on all these different levels and still, like, learn a lot. So I guess I kind of took that into a different direction. But, like, Teen Tao was, was the the guy I was looking at a lot this week. Um, okay. So I'm like. Teen Tao's a good one to look at. Fuck, he's a good lifter. Um, I am going to go, I'm, I'm an offshoot. Yeah. Not my athlete. Also, not an not an elite Olympic athlete. Um, my friend uh, Sam Hartman, uh, who I competed on plant built with, uh, he is an ultra um, athlete, like an endurance athlete. I'm not actually sure. I'm not really well versed in endurance uh, sports, so I'm not totally sure exactly what he competes he in there. He runs far. He runs real far. Okay. Um, yeah. He's real, real tall and real, real long, um, which means that he's also a really interesting uh, Olympic athlete to watch. Um, and I also really, really appreciate, um, when people, uh, build strength, especially in Olympic strength to, uh, use in other applications. And I also really appreciate people who, uh, take lots of video and picture in natural spaces so that I can watch it online when I'm stuck in my apartment, um, which he does a lot of. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Sam Hartman, fucking amazing, cool human being, um, who's also, you know, holding it down for vegan hybrid athletes. And weightlifter of the week. And weightlifter of the week. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So where can people find you? Uh, so you find, I can be found. You can find me uh, on Instagram at coach.b.wilber. I forgot <laughs> if I said the dot or not. Coach.b.wilber. Um, uh, and you can get in touch with me there about... Uh, anything? About anything. Most, most notably... Uh, athletic performance of weightlifting. What uh, I really like is that you send everybody to your Instagram, but it's not even really something that you engage with that much. Yeah. It's just that, like, you're like, this is the messenger service that, like, is least offensive to me. This one is acceptable to me. Um, yeah. I mean, do I not fucking email me. But you can Instagram me. You can Instagram want. me. You also send me an email, uh, which will be linked to the show notes. It's it's long. I that's mostly my objection to giving it out forever. Okay, sure. It's, and then... Um, the uh, if you want to talk about football or uh, athletic performance training for football players, uh, uh, at Brian Wilbur on Twitter. Move on that one. Okay, cool. Brian with an I, Wilbur with a U. Yeah, I saw it right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian with a Y is not it's just not, it's just wrong. Um. And you can find me at HollyXResilient on Instagram. Um, all of my links are in my bio for the gym, for my nature porn account, for Fitquick. Um, Fitquick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have gotten asked a couple of times recently if we're going to start a podcast Instagram or not. Um, you can oh. go ahead and find us on Instagram um, as ourselves. 
Um, you can also find the gym or my nature porn account or FitQuick. That is all of the accounts that I'm going to run. No, Thank you. No need for um, you can email me at uh, theresilientstrength.gmail.com. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, please hit me up ASAP so I can get you on a wait list. I don't have availability at this moment, but I do try to pe put people in, um, especially if you have uh, varying um, availability, as in you're not a nine-to-fiver. Um, if you want to work with me remotely, I do have space for that. Uh, I send you program, you send me videos, we do that coaching that way, you know. Um, I don't have a lot of space uh, for nutrition, but you can get in touch with me there about that. I do have space for open gym athletes, so if you want to come work out at the Resilient Strength, um, but don't really need any guidance, hit me up, I'll get you in here, um, and you can start training whenever you want. And that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I guess I should probably mention, if you want to, uh, that if you, there will be some, I'm going to be running uh, clinics and, and camps this summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, um. O-line performance and athletic performance. You can get in touch with me if you have questions about that. I'm posting things soon. You and currently have availability for like semi-private and one-on-one -on -one clients, right? Semi-private and one-on-one -on -one availability. Right. So uh, have some some space there. Yeah. Um, and then um, opening up more as summer comes around. Totally. So get in touch with me. And then... Um, yeah, starting in June, you're going to have significantly more once we get back from Yellowstone. Right. And then, uh, and then like definitely if you want um, athletic performance programming um, as a remote... Real client, get in touch, man. Uh, that'd be really oh, shit. Okay. So like, okay, okay, okay. Totally a thing. Um, All right, sick. Um, and like, low key, also, if you're planning a sick adventure vacation, uh, hit me up on Instagram. I would love uh, to chat yeah. with you about that. Um, if you're planning to go somewhere that I've been, I'd love to give you some uh, tips, and uh, and what worked for for us. Um, and if you're going somewhere new, I don't know. I'd love to jam out and talk about that. So hit me up. Yeah, bring me with you. <laughs> also, if you need a, a travel coach, I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's a new job you just made up. Just now, <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. Anyway. 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 Uh, okay. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye.